This is a shock podcast. Hi, this is the I'm Not Crazy, I'm in Therapy podcast. I'm your host Fairy from Sitting in the Nude and I'm Not Crazy, I'm in Therapy. I've got my resident therapist, Dr. Chua from Relate Malaysia. Hi, Dr. Chua. Hello. And I've got Fabes. What's up? Fabes is our radio announcer extraordinaire and he is joining us today to talk about five crazy worst ways to make sure you have a panic attack. I can't wait. <laughs> so this is fun. I'm very familiar with this topic. Uh-huh. So let me repeat for everyone again. This podcast is all about finding the crazy worst ways to do something when it comes to your mental health, emotional health, what have you, and hopefully we'll find some, you know, good things along the way, maybe some good ways out of it. So let's get to it. Number 1 crazy worst way. When feeling nervous, think of the worst case scenario. Absolutely. Why did you say this, Fabes? <laughs> you want the long story or want the short story? Any story is fine. Why I say this is because uh I was going through something many 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 moons ago and um it was the toughest time of my life. This was in my early 20s. So I was working alone most of the times. I was living in hotel rooms. And one fine day after work I come home I do the same ritual I have my shower and I'm about to go to sleep and I shut my eye and I, as I'm falling asleep I wake up in this full panic freak out mode I'm going <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like what is going on now this is where it doesn't help I'm starting to think of the worst case scenarios oh my god is my heart going to stop on me is this how I'm going to die I'm alone in the room what's going on I'm walking around the hotel lobby like a madman at 3 in the morning. I'm calling my mom, having a conversation with her, hoping to be fine. Finally I fall asleep at 1 in the afternoon, the next afternoon, out of sheer tiredness. Mm. Right? And it didn't help because when I woke up at about 3 4 in the afternoon, all I'm thinking about was what happened last night. Yeah. And I'm again thinking of the worst case scenario and yeah. it just became worse. Now I'm sitting down having lunch in this nice fancy hotel with friends the fear on the inside is unbelievable on the outside i'm smiling and i'm laughing on the inside i'm just literally dying i'm like what is going on yeah. right that went on for a week and then finally my mom said you know what fly back cuz i was in penang at that time we're going to go see a doctor so i flew back and we went to see a doctor and uh first thing he said he says you're making it worse by thinking of the worst case scenario so he he was a really good doctor not as good as you like dr chua no one is no one is <laughs> <laughs> <Phew>. <laughs> wow i think best case scenario no one is <laughs> i tried to lighten the mood here <laughs> but but So this is what he told me. He said, um, "Okay, look, what is the biggest worry?" I said, "Okay, the biggest worry, I guess, at this point was the heart attack, right?" Mm. And then he started get he started to get into the whole subconscious mind and how it worked and why you're thinking like this because you're flooding your subconscious with all yeah. these negative thoughts, yeah. right? And one day the subconscious says, "Okay, time to feed this information to your conscious mind." Boom! It becomes real. You mm. think it becomes real, right? So anyway, long story short, he said, "This is what you need to do." You need to tell yourself when you wake up freaking out in the morning in the middle of the night when you when you think you're going to die and you when you think your heart has stopped beating tell yourself look if I'm thinking about the fact that my heart has stopped beating it obviously hasn't stopped right so he thought me self talk now fast forward I do self talk all the time and it's the best method that's worked for me I've right. tried many many methods uh no one has ever put me on medication 
uh, until sometime last year, just to, yeah, just to sleep <laughs> because of the stress of sitting in a, an apartment all day, all night. Mm, right. So there, uh, what made it worse for me is thinking of the worst case scenario. Yeah. All the time, always, constantly thinking, 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 flooding that brain of mine with all that. And then when you go to shut your eye, it comes like, it comes alive. Yeah. So, I want to jump in before Dr. Chua says something very insightful, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, she's taking notes all. I'm <laughs> yeah. getting nervous. <laughs> so, I'm thinking, okay, number one, you said that, hmm. okay, like, don't think of the worst, hmm. right? And that is one of the things which is very easy to think of when you say don't think of the worst, you yep. will think of the worst, right? Mm, like, absolutely. Especially like, because I meditate and I know that if you say don't think that, don't think that, it will be there, right? Correct. Don't think of the elephant, the elephant will be there. So I guess what you're saying is like change to affirmations, to more positive affirmations. Po- that's what you say when You know what's amazing right? is positive or negative affirmations, either one. When I say negative, well, it's, it's, it's positive, mm. but it's how you think about it, right? So now I wake up in the middle of the night with that sudden fear, yeah. right? I, I, I'm worried for I don't know what. Yeah. And it's getting worse because I'm thinking about it, right? What I do and how I help myself is very simple. I take control of that situation that I think I'm losing control of. Mm. So this is how I talk to myself. I mean, my wife's used to it, Renee. She used yeah. to freak out in the middle of the night when I yeah. get up and go, oh, she's like, yeah. what? Now she's like, ah, go back to sleep, right? Yeah. So, and, and it's very simple. I just wake up and I tell myself, you know what? Done. Enough. This is how I have my conversations with right. myself. Yeah. I said, look, there's no space for you. Thank you very much. I need to sleep. Get out of my head. So what, what do you think, Dr. Chua, of everything that was just said? Like, is it just, is self-talk so simple? Like, how, how, do, you, how do you get to that point? I just looked at the notes. Oh. I saw two words. He's screwed. <laughs> <laughs> no lah, that won't be judgment. No, no, just be wrong. I shouldn't judge. <laughs> yeah, it would be a reminder. Um, I, I think it's remarkable that you were able to do it. I think a lot of people might have it a uh, more difficult time. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that your first time when you have it, it's so unknown and new, right? And um, that's part of panic attack. So yep. as opposed to worry, where it's more of that state of uh, tension, yep. it's always the thoughts. But the panic attack is your your body going into this crazy sort of fight or flight mode that you want to do something, right? Your heart rate is up, yep. you're sweating, you're... Um, you're ready for action mm-hmm. and so many people as you said you know would have that thought oh, I'm having a heart attack mm. I'm gonna die mm. and then yeah. obviously that fear makes it worse makes your heart rate mm. go yeah. up and yeah. then you're like see I knew it I knew it I'm gonna yes, something bad is gonna yes. happen and you start mm. breathing faster um, and one of the best sort of treatments for that is actually for people to get used to those symptoms right to you know people can sort of self-induce a you know similar symptoms to mm. a panic attack mm. by by running on the spot by hyperventilating mm-hmm. you know just so you know yes. oh yes okay yes. the symptoms it's kind of like um dissociating the symptoms from a real threat right so how i kind of liken it to it's like a smoke alarm mm-hmm. because you don't turn it off completely right yep. i mean there's some things that you're afraid of or you might panic and you think okay that's a reasonable thing yeah i yes. should panic about yeah, that right? yeah <laughs> you don't want to not panic at all anything, that's right? true and yeah then, of course yeah. so you know your smoke alarm is there for a reason to tell you there's something dangerous mm. please Sometimes, panic right. yeah. yeah that's right please panic get out run away there's smoke everywhere not uh, self-talk yeah. at that time that's right get out of my head okay, you noise <laughs> and then there's sometimes your smoke alarm is way too sensitive. Right. Yeah. And you need to recalibrate it. Yeah. You need you, absolutely. You know, like I don't know whether you lived in a, um, an apartment with a very sensitive smoke alarm. Um, especially uh, overseas, you have to wave a, a newspaper or any mm. uh, piece of cloth to try to 
um, get it to. to oh, really? That bad? Yeah, that sensitive? Okay. Very, very sensitive. Mm. And and that's what you're doing. The first time it goes off, you think, oh, something bad has happened. Then I have happened. a really sensitive smoke alarm. Yeah, then, I think. Right. <laughs> so you're getting used to your it. It keeps going on. Yeah. Going off. So that Sorry. you can assess. Right. Mm. Right. Rather than to react. So mm. the, I think what you've done is you've gotten used to it, mm -hmm. so you can assess. Then you can mm. tell yourself, okay, there's nothing to panic about. Go to bed. Yeah, yeah I, right. I, yeah. I think I've had a lot of good people along the way. Mm. For that one and a half years, my mother used to sit with me in the room. Yeah, she used to sleep sitting, mm. holding my hands. I'll get a mommy, mommy, me. I'm a grown man, <laughs> but because yeah. of that panic, and then my mother said, "I hey, remember, mm. you're talking to mommy." Oh, yeah, you know, for almost right, a year and a half, right, right. every day she sits with me. But that's a very non-judgmental reaction. Yeah. Right? So for people who then. Yeah. Feel so, uh, you know, if they didn't have that. And, exactly. You know, if your mom said, why are you so stupid? You know, <laughs> which, it wouldn't help. It which happens help. to a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. True. You know, when you were young, I don't know, can I quickly ask you this question? We did, did, when, when you went to your, when, when you went to your parents because you were worried, mm -hmm. what did your parents say? How did they react? When I was worried, mm. I think. Um, or scared or frightened because it was, uh, there was thunder and lightning. I mean, they will, they will console me and they say, you know, it's okay. You're safe and you're fine. Right. Yeah. I had I had it this way. My dad's a very old school type. So when I used to go to my dad and say, Pa, I'm scared, la, Pa. What? Scared, scared, scared. Rubbish. Mm. Nothing there, la. Yeah. Go and watch your TV, go. Yeah. And then in my mind, ah, okay, my father said nothing is nothing, la. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So you go and watch your TV, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. My mother, on the other hand, was to totally different. Ah, yes, uh, come here. The more she tried to talk to me about it, yeah. the more I start to get scared. Because now she's actually acknowledging it, right? Yeah. Why, why? What made you scared? Huh? Tell me, tell me. And I'm like, oh, sh <laughs> something is there. So which is right, which is wrong now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I had my real deal, it was my mother that sat down with me and that helped. Yeah. I don't think at that point my father would have helped me. What rubbish is this? Go yeah. to sleep. Mm -hmm. But it so was already say, so advanced in my brain, it wouldn't have helped. Let's say kindness trumped everything <laughs> <laughs> in that sense. And there you go. That moment. Cool, I love that. Let's move on to number two, which is always remind yourself that you could get a panic attack at any time. Mm. So I think this is quite similar to your first one as well. Like Correct. Not giving strength to the worst case scenario, right, Fabe? So is there any particular example that you have of um, this second one? I do. Um, you are reminding yourself before you go to bed, you're, all, you're telling yourself, you know, uh, uh, dear God, please let me sleep properly tonight. Uh, I do not want to wake up with a panic attack mm. i just reminded myself that i could get a panic attack yeah and then when i go to sleep i'm thinking okay god you heard me right uh, i don't wanna i don't wanna have a panic attack and true enough half an hour later you wake up with a panic attack so you, you keep reminding yourself of a anyway, panic attack right, right. what would you say to someone who says i don't remind myself but mm. the thought just comes in like when it happens to me like when the thought yeah the just... thought just comes in of like i'm gonna have a panic attack do you know what I mean? okay i i do the i do the art of distraction <laughs> right yes. i I think of something that makes me happy. It doesn't matter what it is. Maybe if I want to, you know, whatever that distracts me. Mm -hmm. You get what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that has worked for me. Mm -hmm. That has worked for me. Now it's become like second nature to me. So I've got all these little mechanisms all set in place. like, you know, going yeah, for war. Like how you program yourself. When Correct. You know it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's how I do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether it's right or wrong. If it works for you, it works for you. Uh, it works for me. Yeah. That's so right. That's right. That's the most important thing. Okay. Right? For someone else, it may not work. But I think True. we're all trying to find ways that work for ourselves. Yeah. You know, and that's there's no wrong or right for that. Right? Oh, okay. Phew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
like you said, it works for me. It yeah. may not work for some. Maybe, maybe you want to share. For you again because you're not afraid of the panic attack, right? For a well, lot now of people, that yeah, I, now right, I'm not, right. yeah. And for a lot of, of people, they are afraid of it, and and that has led them never to leave the house. Oh yeah. Right, because they go, I may get another panic attack, so I'm not going to put myself in situations that may trigger a panic attack. Mm. I'm not going to put myself mm, in situations yeah. where I may get a panic attack, and. Yep. So it can be really debilitating. Um, mm-hmm. People have not left the house for years because of the possibility of mm. getting a panic attack. Yeah. So it kind of goes back to what we talked about, that. you know. Yeah. Making a panic attack less scary. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That is just, it's just your, it's just an alarm going off. You get the right to turn it off. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a right to assess it, to really look, is there anything? And you get the right to kind of move on with your life. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I think it's like building that confidence that you can handle mm-hmm. a panic attack yeah. attack episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, I do feel more confident knowing that I can deal with it better. Because each time I do get better, and I suppose with you, Fabes, I guess over the years it mm-hmm. got better and better and better. It and did. Like, yeah, it took time, didn't it? <laughs> a long time, but it was yeah. it was hard work back then. If 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 when I was in school or or my early years, if I told someone about the problem that I have, the first thing that would have come out of their mouth, you know, uh, then I would have been all, oh, shit, I better don't tell anyone about it. But I think it's, number one is because my mom is the kind of person that is very open and I was able to share and I was never judged. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've done rubbish in my younger days and she's very cool. Mm. It sounds like the, the person that was important to you didn't judge you. Right. Absolutely. And then it didn't matter that the unimportant people might have judged it, you. Exactly. Right? Like, who are they to you anyway? Correct, yeah, correct, yeah. correct. I realized tidbit, tidbit of the this one, it's about creating a safe environment. Like you're talking about your mom and everything that I guess you're having a panic attack, you don't feel safe, right? It's all about that safe environment, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> We'll move on to number three, which is when having health issues, Google Mr. Doc. <laughs> Most times, all symptoms lead to death. That should get you directly to panic state level five. I love how you wrote that, by the way. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a fact. That's true. I think sometimes when I'm, I'm worried and I'm anxious, I'm like, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean? And then you're like, okay, I know I shouldn't, but I still do it. I just grab the phone. I still mm. start Googling WebMD. Yes, everything's there. Okay, that's definitely it. Okay, I'm going to die. Everything is going to explode. I'm going to explode. I'm going to die. Everything is the worst case <laughs> yeah. scenario right now. <laughs> it is. It is. So that is by far the worst thing to do. I used to do that all the time mm. and make it worse for myself. Mm-hmm. If I'm not feeling well, I go to a doctor. Yeah. I don't Google yeah, the thing. Yeah, Self-diagnosis all, you know, forget yeah. about it. I think most people are trying to check before going to the doctor, right? True. They're trying to say like, okay, I don't want to go to the doctor and then be judged. Mm. Yeah. Right? Mm. I don't want to go to the doctor for no particular reason. Mm. Mm. So like my <laughs> my late grandmother once told my mom, it's like, I think um, Sukning has thyroid issues. Mm. You know, like her neck. You know, it looks swollen. And so my mom took me to the doctor and the doctor looked at it and it's like, nope, just a fat neck. And then you felt, I felt so stupid. You know, I know. going all the way to the doctor just to be told, no, <laughs> a fat neck. just a fat neck. <laughs> and I, so we are afraid of that, you know, sure. so we try to sort of diagnose. And But I, I mean, what's the worst thing, as you said? Like, if there is something wrong, you're going to get a more accurate diagnosis. Exactly. If there's nothing wrong, you're going to be reassured. And you walk right? out of there feeling right. relieved, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so I there was one point in my life, a quick story. So 
I was going through a really tough time. And what was amazing was, I thought this is going to be the worst. It's all going to come rushing back. This panic attack, nothing happened. Hmm. You know what? Because before, when I found out, I told myself one thing and I said, I said to myself, what's the worst that could happen? The sun will still rise. Hmm. I'll still have to go to work. Okay, cool. You get what I mean? How I got through that was, was basically telling myself, this is the worst case scenario. So sometimes knowing the worst case scenario actually helps as opposed to, to not yourself. knowing where it's going to go. Yeah. If it's limbo, I won't know what's going to happen, right? Mm, but if I because you're okay with the worst you became yeah, okay with okay. the worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to say, like, you know how when you're really at the worst, 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 hmm. there's no way more down it could go. I think that's when you really reach acceptance because there are moments where I just feel really down. I'm like, the only way is up. And I, yeah. is that how you felt? Is it Absolutely. Like yeah. What else can... Yeah. Can you know can go wrong? Yeah. I've lost this, I've lost this, I've lost that, I've lost this. Yeah. Me and you were still alive. Yeah. All right. I've I, I I've got to uh, own up to this, own up to that, own up to this. Okay, we'll figure it out when the time comes. So what is the worst that can happen? Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. So when you know that, then okay lah. Yeah. I can you know? agree. I've I've shared this with someone who actually yeah. who who broke up with the boyfriend. And I said, but you forget to look around you. Mm. Of all the people that you that are with you, these are all the people that will still be with you and they'll still love you as much as you, you know. For her, the world has ended because the boyfriend left. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? So it's the same thing. What is your worst case scenario? Mm -hmm. yeah. I guess if you understand the worst case scenario, then you feel a lot better. Lah. Yeah. So are, right? we, so are we saying now. Doc, please tell me if I'm talking rubbish. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so I will help you out then. Yeah, so, yes. so, so are we saying that it's okay? To Google Mr. Doc sometimes and meet halfway, um, what do you think? Basically, don't scare yourself unnecessarily. <laughs> there you right? go. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. She made it nice and short. Which isn't easy, <laughs> easy to do. That's why I get the big bucks. <laughs> I know, right? That's why you get paid the big bucks. You're right. Yeah, but there's this thing, you know, we, we, we do something in therapy called the worst case scenario. But because I, mm. I, I do think you're right, you know, we, we it's good to consider the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And then we get someone to imagine, as you do, you know, absolute worst, which people are very good at. Oh, yeah. And then we try, when we ask them, okay, what's the absolute best case scenario, which people are awful at? Right. So the absolute best case scenario, people will struggle. And we want like, no, because when you do the absolute worst case scenario, those are just fantasies, mm -hmm. right? Those are your nightmares. Mm -hmm. But when we do the absolute best case scenario, we're forcing ourselves to move the uh, sort of broaden the continuum of possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. Really imagine, you know, like, you know, if you think, well, my boyfriend broke up. What's the best case scenario? I don't know. Maybe a prince comes and, you know, sees yeah. me right. while I'm at, uh, at Vangsa and says, oh my gosh, who's <laughs> this beautiful person and falls in love with me and, and he's not only a prince, but he's super kind mm -hmm. and he's nice and I and I don't have to give up anything <laughs> and I'm married and I never have to work. Wow, and that's anything. the best yeah. case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And so you really kind of force yourself there. And then the last question is, well, what's the most realistic thing right. that could happen? Because if you ask the most mm. realistic thing, straight after your worst case scenario, it's never that great. Yeah. So you kind of, you anchor it 
to the worst, you anchor it to the best, and then your most realistic is somewhere in the middle. Ah, uh, that is so cool. Share, I will remember right? that for life. I'm not gonna lie though, I do struggle with thinking of the best case, case scenario and the realistic because I remember my therapist asked me this the other day and she said that, what do you think realistically happened? I was like, I don't know. It could be this, 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 this. She's like, but you're fortune telling again. I'm like, Okay, so I find I do find that quite difficult, and maybe yeah. like for a lot of other people as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where you know your your therapist can can get involved with you, right? So when my clients have difficulty, I start imagining with them, mm-hmm. right? We really, and for the worst case, we really imagine the worst, right? Right. You know, not only are you bankrupt, but you lose everything. Nobody mm. likes you anymore. You know, even your divorce. And so that you get it out there. Right. You don't have to. It's not hidden uh... anymore. It's out there. You. It's not going to come true, yeah. but you don't have to keep thinking about it because it's out. Yeah. And then you think, what's the best case? Because you owe it to yourself to now consider that maybe something good could happen. Right. And then people get stuck. And so you imagine again with them, you know, like the best case is all of a sudden, you know, you win the lottery. Or maybe the government says, you don't have to pay back anything. Everyone, you know, says, you know what, I'm going to write you a big check. And and it just goes like, I'm getting excited. Most people (laughs) would say that will never happen. And you said, yeah, right. But neither would the worst. Yeah. But we're just imagining here. Correct. So after we imagine the worst, we imagine the best. Now let's think, okay, realistically, what's going to happen? Well, I guess I'm going to be very stressed. It's going to be a difficult time. Mm-hmm. But when people call, I'm going to just answer them. You know, and that was your most realistic case. And that really just helped you That's true. keep going. Nice. I like that. But, you know, uh, I don't agree with you with the Bangsa thing. Uh, yeah. Not Bangsa, huh? Yeah, because somewhere you say, else. Because you know, if a dude comes up to a girl in Bangsa, most of the time it's like, <laughs> baby, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are right, very hot. Right. One but more beer, please. No, no. But remember, <laughs> it's the best case scenario. All right, right. So, that was a realistic case. <laughs> okay, that's true. Realistically, it would be that guy. Best case scenario, it would be a charming prince. <laughs> cool. Oh, I like this. Oh, oh. No, I have love having you here. Thanks. I will. Ne- oh, thank you. I'll never forget that one. Worst case, best case, and let's meet in the middle. That is such good advice. Let's move on to number four. Hmm. Lack of sleep is another easy, crazy, worst way to trigger a panic attack. Hmm. There was one time where I was really tired and I was really stressed and really overwhelmed and I didn't sleep that much. And then it just made it harder for me to have better Mm self-control in dealing with what I was anxious about. I couldn't focus as well. And yeah, it just made my anxiety more prevalent more obvious and it was just really tiring and then yeah i I can completely relate to that like what what were you thinking when you wrote this uh it was the times my younger days it was the times when i thought that sleep was a waste of time Mm -hmm. and i always wanted to be awake you know uh uh, as much as i can i i till today i only sleep six hours i sleep any more than six hours uh i start to feel heavy-headed and I can't sleep long hours, right? But I used to sleep four hours. I used to do that because, you know, I don't want a fear of losing out. You know, I come back, I must do this, I must do that. I missed out in the day, I must do it in at night. And then I go to bed like four or five. But then what I realized was, you're right, I started to lose focus. I started to lose control of when I had my panic attacks or when I had my anxiety problems or whatever it is. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it because I was just too tired. 
and it became worse. A lot of people, especially the younger generation these days, everyone tells me, oh, doctor just prescribed me Xanax, I couldn't sleep. Dude, you're so young, why? What's going on? Massive anxiety problems, bro. I don't, sometimes I don't know whether they know what they're saying or they're just saying it. And then when you find out, they're up all night. They're on social media, they're... What time you slept? 5 o'clock. What time you woke up? 7.30. Why? Oh, I got work to do. Then why did you sleep at 5 o'clock? But it becomes bad. So that's the reason why I brought it up. It's because a lot of people are doing this. Let's not sleep too much. It's a waste of time. Mm. Let's get work done. So you're saying people are like just getting themselves prescribed meds when maybe they... Easy way out. What? Doing, changing behavioral... You know, last year, I told you the story. Last year when I was... There was... I was stressed. I didn't know I was stressed. It was one of those silent stress thing, right? So what happened was my blood pressure was constantly high. And then I called my doctor and he says, come and see me. I went to see him. And then I did a full medical, A to Z, heart, everything, kidneys, whatever. Nothing was wrong. So he says, okay, let's have a conversation. So we started having a conversation and he says, I don't want to do this, but you, your stress levels are so high. I need to let you calm down. I said, but I don't feel it. He says, no, this, it's not always when you're stressed, you feel stressed. Sometimes you think you're happy. I'm watching a show and I'm laughing, but the stress is still there. You just don't realize it, right? So for the first time in my life, he put me on medication, you know, for a very short period. And then I realized the difference. I could actually feel the difference. After two weeks, I felt so rested and relaxed than how I was when I thought I was rested and relaxed. Mm. So now that's a new lesson learned for me. Now I can actually gauge, am I really rested and relaxed? Or am I really rested and relaxed? Thanks to that two weeks, uh, I felt the difference, you see? Yeah, I, th- I think we, we do underestimate sleep, right? It's, mm. it's part of the, your circadian rhythm. And I think we forget that your brain uh, is a muscle, you know, and that mm. we kind of think like, okay, we can endlessly push. I think one of my pet peeves is that we apply the same sort of motivational, whatever, mo- mm. <laughs> phrases right right in the gym mm. to our mental health you yeah. can do it just a little bit more <laughs> yeah. push yourself harder stay awake. Right, stay awake. and you know and it's like okay you could run a marathon and after a marathon you physically didn't rest yeah. but for your mind you're telling yourself to run a marathon every day and of course you it's not you can just do it mm. right it, it just does not translate well and so it's a pet peeve to just when people start taking these motivational quotes that work really well for maybe your physical health mm. in the gym if you need to lift something very heavy you lift it once twice i don't know if you're a bodybuilder maybe 10 times but then after that you stop but for your mind we don't do that we yeah. lift it and we lift it every day every day and yeah. we forget that your mind needs rest i love that you yeah. know so circadian yeah. rhythm it's very crucial sleep never compromise on it it affects you mentally physically yeah it affects your weight for, yes. for many people they, it affects your weight that's why you're so slender and slim right now good thing you got your six hours bro yeah, yeah. yeah. Two. yeah it affects your brain functioning and yeah. it, it, it it's really i think one of in some ways the hardest but yet easiest investment hmm. to make in your health is it true when they say okay even if i had four hours sleep but if i had four hours of proper deep uninterrupted sleep 
is better than having eight hours interrupted sleep. Does that make I'm sense? I'm guarantee. You can't guarantee. Yeah, I mean, that's true of, though. Most of I mean, if you can... Can't get, you can guarantee. If you, yeah. <laughs> that's the same quality of sleep. And I think what people do is because they go, well, I can't sleep, so I might as well sort of get up. I'm going to put my phone there. I'm going to mm. watch. So sleep hygiene is bad. They, like for me, if I... I I go to bed at 10. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's early. Which means by 9, I'm winding down. Right. it takes you time to wind down. If someone calls me at 9 p.m., then I'm awake until 12. You right. Know? You know, like you're up again, yeah. you know, yeah. everything, yeah. Your, your brain starts more. So it's just, you know, that you value your sleep and you make it a priority and you stop compromising of it. It will ensure that... You know, for you, you need six hours. For someone else, they may need eight. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. we're all, we, we have to find what we need and what we work best on. Yeah. Right? True. And then we have to, to get that. Yeah, I like that because these are very good reminders for me because I think there were times I was like only on six hours and now I do mm. my best to, to do seven hours. And it does make a difference because when I'm really tired, I'm pretty zoned out and then I'm pushing through and then I do get anxious it's a self-control thing Mm -hmm. for me especially but yeah i think that's true we tend to what do we say we take our brain for granted Mm, absolutely so many things and i and i think that's true about the winding down thing sometimes if i'm like scrolling which i'm doing my best to not be on as much lately because social media is insane dude (laughs) a million pieces of content at once so if i'm on that like before bed Probably most likely I'm going to sleep later. So I really have to put it away, which which is also like a whole self-control thing. Yeah, not going to lie. Last night I slept pretty late. So today mm. I'm, I'm, I'm also like struggling a little bit. But I did make sure that I still got my seven hours, you know, even with that. So it does make a big difference. I really agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Number five, make sure you overwhelm yourself mentally and physically. The very last crazy worst way i agree faves because Uh (laughs) (laughs) because it sums everything up right which Uh we've been talking about throughout this whole episode pretty much mentally if you overwhelm yourself think of the worst way possible surround yourself like with all kinds of things which is going to make you worse and you not, don't have a good environment and then physically you overwhelm yourself by not having enough sleep you probably are drinking too much and doing something that just overexerts you yeah, more likely that you may have a bloody panic attack in the process. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's really difficult to do all of that to make sure you have the ultimate, the mother <laughs> yeah. of all panic attacks. But you never know. It could happen, yeah. Lack of sleep the, the, the day before and then suddenly you're, you're, you're hanging out with people who are feeding you the wrong kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I, never happened to me though. I, have, thank, I don't want to have the mother of all panic attacks. <laughs> I'll let well, you I've know. already had it. <laughs> I hope not for me too. Uh, uh. No, I think you're right, Ferry. Like we, we kind of summed it all up, and I, I'm glad that you mentioned substances that that mm. doesn't help and mm-hmm. add in something else. Like if you're having also difficulty sleeping, make sure you exercise. Right. You know, yeah. sometimes there's so much tension uh, that you're carrying, and exercise will help. Well, release some endorphins. You know, it does improve mood. It gets rid of some of the excess energy um, that is going to help your sleep. Mm. Helps your mood. Um, and then you also talked about maybe people with give you the right energy. So I was actually yes. very cu- don't schedule negative interactions at night, right? right. It, it does inter- Ooh, it I does like affect that. it. Yeah. Um, 
And you said, you know, that thankfully you don't have yourself wondering, um, how do you ensure that happens? You know, what have you done to kind of promote um, people, a supportive network and sort of, mm-hmm. de- it sounded like you, it sounds like you have decreased mm-hmm. sort of negative interactions. Yep. And, you know, a lot. Yes. A lot. So what did you do to do that? Well, you have to tell yourself first and foremost that, you know, as toxic as you are, you don't want to be hanging around with people who are toxic. Yeah. People, you know, and and what I did in 2022, this this year especially, because I had switched. This year is 2022. Yeah, yeah. this year. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where am I? Okay. Uh, what I told myself was um, I need to let go of a lot of things. Mm. And I'm consciously doing that. Uh, you know, a lot of things simply meaning like, yeah, scrolling aimlessly on social media, mm. hoping to find that one good article or that yes. hot picture or whatever, you know. And then when you put a post out, constantly looking to see how many people have liked your post, you know, that's just rubbish. It doesn't do jack for you. So that's what I've consciously told myself. This is what I'm going to do in 2022. And in just these two months, I feel a lot lighter. I feel a lot, lot happier. I think the best way to explain this is look at a child, my six-year-old niece, best example. She'll talk to you if she's in the mood. If she's not in the mood, she doesn't care whether you like her, you love her, you you miss her. She's not going to talk to you. That's not going to change the way I feel towards her. I still love her, I miss her and I like her. But I'll understand that she's not in the mood to talk to me. That's that's so easy for a child. Mm. And we forget that. At least we all we all try to please. I'm, I used to be such a pleaser. It was so difficult to live. So you know what? Keep yourself happy first. Yeah. I love that story, Faith. It was really good. And I, spe- I think especially in our Asian culture, mm. it ten- we tend to really people please because we feel that yeah. we have to with our families and whatnot. And then sometimes it just really drains us. I, I-, I think I understand that where you're just putting yourself in an environment and you just get so tired that you have to do all these things which you don't really feel like doing and you don't have space for yourself. So sometimes yep. you just have to set that space to just have your own specific me time, right? Because you're just overwhelmed with negative energy. Can we say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has your worrying gone down? Has no? my worrying gone down? Yeah. It has. It yeah. has. It, has got- seems to, it seems to be sort of like, you know, we think the cure to anxiety is problem solving. Mm. But maybe the cure to anxiety is, is being happier. Absolutely. Yeah. Spot on, doctor. Mm. It is. It is actually, I moved from one station to another, right? After eight years of being on mix, I've moved to light. It was a big move for me. Everything was going to be different, you know. Um, and I was thinking to myself, does this mean it's coming to an end of my career? What's going on? You know, there's just so much going in my head. And then finally, after speaking to a few people, uh, including my life coach, I came to a realization that this is just the next step. That's it. Mm-hmm. You're either going to suffer through it because you think of all the wrong things that could happen and the negativity from moving from one station to another, or you could just go in there and have a great time, right? And it took me a while to understand that it's just a business decision. So I decided that I was going to go in there and I was going to have a great time. Mm -hmm. Or I thought I had decided. Mm -hmm. But when I started, I actually was having a great time. I still am. I think coming back to that whole child thing, uh, you know, people accept you the way you are. You don't have to worry about who's going to like you or not. So yeah, that's, that's the best feeling ever. So I like this talk. I think it was from from going from the subconscious and the conscious and the, what was it? The smoke alarm, like all the different <laughs> yeah. analogies. I love all of this. Do you have anything else to add, guys, based on everything that was mentioned today? I think we're going to leave the closing with Dr. 
because I, I, she, no, she was listening to us very carefully in all our conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. I haven't given you the bill. That's why. No, yeah. <laughs> I was listening like, very carefully. Faves, you definitely got ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> very. Yeah, yeah. Woo. Well, I'm glad you guys talked about panic attacks. I think, I think more often than not, a lot of people would probably have one, at least one panic attack in their mm-hmm. life, right? And yep. it might have been the most horrifying thing. Um, the reality is, it didn't change your life. But to keep worrying about it will. Mm. And you've decided that it's worth a risk to keep on living. Yep. Even if you might get another one. And you kind of found a way to say, this is part of my story. Right? I've got it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But I've also got people in my life who love me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've also got a, 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 I'm going to find a way to find a job that I enjoy. I'm going to find a way to be me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's great. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That. Nice. I would like to say, based on, because Faith and I have had plenty of panic attacks in the past, so we're really <laughs> happy to share this with everyone. And thanks, Dr. Trough, for sharing that whatever that you've mentioned as well. Right. Find people who understand. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Don't find somebody who says, hey, Gilala, you. <laughs> yeah. Come, come, go, you need. <laughs> and there will be that. And if you don't, there will be, yeah. you know, yeah. find a, find, you know, as you said, you found a life coach, mm. you found a doctor, you found a therapist. But the most important thing is don't do it alone. Yeah. Thank you. I you love cannot that. do it alone. I don't know how I would have done it without my mom and, and everyone else around me. 100%. We're not yeah. just, we're not just lone human beings that can mm. just do everything completely. I think we're alone now. Yes. Thank you for listening to the I'm Not Crazy, I'm In Therapy podcast. Do follow at Sitting In The Nude for my community platform where we talk about all things vulnerable and do follow Dr. Chua's organization at Relate Malaysia for your mental health care.